Hola, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including OKKO, OK Let's Be Heroes, which we'll be getting into right now. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Alice Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. Steve Zek. Yo. And a special guest, Justin Cummings. How did I get here? <laughs> you got lost. What's going got on? Lost. <laughs> you got well, lost in the uh, portal to the fight, uh... Why? What's his name? The villain of the Nexus episode. Yeah, well, there's like, people like listening who's like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> I don't know who he is. <laughs> like the episode we're about to discuss, he is a, a fragment of a bygone era in the, in, the, in our franchise. But here, here yeah. he is bygone but, because Steven Universe is on hiatus. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, t- today we are going to be discussing the latest uh, two episodes of OKKO OK Crossover Nexus and Monster Party. Um, if you want to find discussion on previous OKKO OK episodes that we've talked about, you can find that at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also subscribe to our OKKO OK feed at, on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes. And you can also find us on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube. But wherever you listen to us, we appreciate any ratings or reviews you want to leave us. But yeah, we, we, we've got two big episodes to talk about since we last got together to talk OKKO. These are two special episodes in that they're both... Um, OKKO OK always has had its share of references to other genres and other shows. But like these episodes in particular are heavy on the crossover <laughs> spice. So we'll definitely have a lot to talk about there. But we'll begin with just general impressions of how we feel about, about the episodes um, Michelle, well, you, you, uh, let's uh, you go first. Uh, how, how do you feel about these two episodes? Did you have one better than the other? Well, what stood out to you? I've been trying to think about that a lot in terms of ranking them, and I've decided it's not fair to rank them because they're while they're both reference heavy, one more than the other, they both are trying to accomplish very different goals. One's a very genre and holiday specific thing and the other ones like this massive ambitious like like merging of four shows with a a fairly cohesive plot and end goal so i don't think it's fair to compare them i think they're very good for what they are on their own terms that having said crossover nexus i didn't know what to expect from this i think we've been kind of wondering about it for a couple months and when it finally came out it was really not what I was expecting, and I really, really liked it. And I didn't know how much I needed Garnet and Ko together, but the relationship was so good. And Garnet officially has two good boys to look after now, <laughs> and that's so perfect to me. So I think Crossover Nexus might be more memorable, but they're both like quality episodes on their own terms. Okay, okay. Um, J- Justin, uh, how how did you feel in general about these two episodes? So. Uh, They're both really, really great. And I think, like Michelle said, they have different goals. Crossover Nexus is, like, not only to really have a good modern crossover, but also to celebrate the history of Cartoon Network. Whereas Monster Party is really a specific love letter to the the one thing of Ghoul School. And so, in that regard, it's kind of hard to compare them. Because every single second of Crossover Nexus is, like, it's worth it to watch it frame by frame. Whereas... Monster Party really only works as a whole. And so it's just so hard to rank them. Personally, I put Monster Party above just because Ghoul School means so much to me, but they're both incredible. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Steve? Oh, um, it's very hard to really rank them because I feel like Monster 
monster part, it feels more like a normal OKKO episode, while the crossover mm-hmm. Nexus, it feels like an event, and it's really hard to rank that. Um, um, I really enjoyed all the uh, callbacks that have crossover Nexuses. I mean, those statues, I'm um, trying to look up who is who. I, I had to <laughs> look up some research. I don't know as much of Cartoon Network's history as, say, Justin. Um, I did say one of the statues, the one on the very left, at first glance, it looks like either a mushroom or strawberry shortcake. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, we'll get into specifics later. But, yeah, but, but and yeah, and and I love Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School growing up. Um, so it's kind of cool to see that. I when before the episode, before the episode even aired, I jokingly said reference Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School on a Discord, and I did not think they're seriously going to do that. I mean, one of my yeah, and they got like three of the five original voice actresses back, so that's kind of cool, and yeah, and but still, this is our third podcast in a row we've done that has an episode with no Dendi in it, so that's kind of a bummer. (laughs) Okay, okay, but like Dendi watch. These episodes are special enough that maybe Dendi would have gotten swallowed up. But all three of our podcasts, so uh, uh, last three podcasts, I've had Elodie at least in some form, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just uh, my my quick take here. The cr- I I think I actually agree with Steve's assessment that like go- the monster party feels more like a classical KKO episode. Maybe par- partially because it's uh, like focused so much on Enid and like Enid is the classic character. But like crossover Nets, it does feel more like an event or like a, a thing kind of separate from OKKO. But like it's still really interesting to to watch through. Uh, I also am not as nostalgic. I don't have as much background to be nostalgic about a lot of these things, but at the same time, I do. I, I found the the relationship between Ko and Garnet especially to be interesting, and incorporating all the other parts of Cartoon Network history as background stuff like that. I think that they infused it really well. And yeah, Monster Party is just like a, a fun Halloween episode that we'll talk a little bit about about stuff in there. But yeah, um, I think Crossover Nexus is the one that like has the most to pick apart and the uh, probably the most hype for an OKK episode in a long time, maybe mm-hmm. since like TKO, maybe. But like, uh, I guess uh, one place we can start, aside from it being like full of references to things like is it a uh is it a fun episode to watch like if like if let's say that we knew nothing about cartoon network you're just going in as like a norm like a person like hey this is a cartoon i should watch it like would it be fun to watch is that is this assuming that we've not seen even like ben 10 teen titans go and steven universe let's let's try working under that assumption. yeah okay hard but okay i think the garnet ko thing carries like i think that it is you pick up very very quick what you need to know they do the little introductions and they work well i think it's i think on its own it does work very well like they got the pacing and character interactions so well that it definitely like it would be fun on its own Okay, I I do think that's a good place to start with the Garnet Ko relationship because I I also uh, think that like that's the part that kind of sticks out the most of like the actual story of the episode, 
Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we we have connections to Steven Universe, and so we see the Garnet Steven relationship is yeah. there. It gets very maternal at times. So seeing Ko and Garnet bond is like very cute. I, I think uh, um, Michelle, you mentioned something about like the just the continuation of the cute boys or the, the good <laughs> or boys. Something. They're both her good boys, Steven and Ko. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel yeah. I feel definitely the Garnet Ko interaction is like the center of it. I feel like. Ben and Raven's appearance was just sort of thrown in. It's you can just get any other characters from CN have their roles, and it wouldn't really change much. But we needed Garnet in this episode more so than anyone else. Well, I, okay, so, yeah, Michelle. I was gonna say. I mean, I I feel so when I was younger, Ben Ten came out at a time where I wasn't really like as invested as cartoons. Mm. Um, but for my job, I've had to watch a lot of Ben 10. And I actually really like him in this style a lot more. I like his character design a lot oh, more. Yeah. And I like that Raven constantly is sarcastic when Ben is being <laughs> kind of cocky. Well, like, I love that dynamic. And that kind of sold it for me. Well, I feel that... Def- okay. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I feel Ben is definitely more likable in this reboot than he was in the original. So... I know you saw the original Ben 10 because he's not very likable in the first Ben 10 series. I believe okay. it. So what is, what exactly did you like about Ben about Ben in this? Because like I couldn't I couldn't connect to Ben in this episode well, like, I mean, from beginning to end. Comparatively, I really can't connect to Ben in the mm. current iteration of him. But he's like he's like a young boy, so that makes sense. But in this version, I feel like the other like I feel like Garnet, KO, and especially Raven balanced his personality mm-hmm. out because he was the most cocky and the most kind of N- not nice the way ko is like so nice mm-hmm. um so like i i liked that these were the three that were paired with him in a way ben is like the lars of this group kind of <laughs> not I, as bad as lars but i think lars the decision way. to leave ben as forearms for most of the episode yeah. actually worked really great because yeah. he comes off as like the hulking idiot and plays that role so so well. Like well, the line, like I'm forearms and Ben and a whole <laughs> bunch and Garnet just like hand over the mouth. Uh, I, like, well, that's it. Yeah. And like in and that like, sense, is it kind of like an OKK okay episode? And they're like he's portraying the rad of this group. Uh, and Garnet I know Rad's kinda, like, nicer. The Enid. I don't. Know. I don't know. Like I'm Rad's trying to nice. figure out this apparel. Rad's nicer. Here. But I've only uh, only time uh, Ben Ten interest for me is. All the stuff with Charmcaster. Any Charmcaster episode. Okay, but, but there's no there's, Charmcaster. I know, here, I know. So, I'm just uh, saying, Ben's yeah. not the selling point of that show for me. So, but I love Raven. She's like my favorite Teen Titan in both versions, mm-hmm. the original and Teen Titans Go. So that m- balanced it out. Very briefly, like, while we're meant. Like oh, sorry, go for it. Sorry. <laughs> no, go for it. I, I liked Raven more in this this show style also like, i feel like the ko team did a good job of handling these other properties but also infusing them with the ko style of humor like they were much more cartoony than they are quite the same way in their respective shows normally mm-hmm. and i think that that played off really well for this event wait i just thought mm-hmm. so. i just realized you, you made a good point here ben is kind of like rat well, Ben, his his main thing is turn to aliens, and Raz an alien, and Raven is magical, and that's like Enid's like she's grown to be she's like a witch. So 
it, it okay, kind of makes sense now. <laughs> and I guess yeah, Garnet we... is Mr. Gar or some or Carol. I thought Garnet hmm. was the mom. There's a mom in this show, right? Oh yeah, yeah Carol. Garnet is totally Carol. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I I like this alignment better. Okay, good, good job, yeah. Steve. The, um, yeah, Justin, were you going to mention something yeah, about speaking of the whole Ben Ten Raven thing? What's so great? There's the line where Ko's asking, like, who said that? Like, Ko's adorable. I love him. He's like, Ben, was that you? And he just goes, Does that really th- sound like me? Because Raven and Ben are both voiced by Tara Strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't work as forums. I think that's the point. But like, just they. This episode is just so fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another little Raven piece that I liked was, uh, like, KO is, like, asking a bunch of questions, and uh, Raven is just like, well, it's not, a, not as dumb as Beast Boy. Yeah, still so, like, smarter than Beast Boy. <laughs> yeah, still oh, smarter than Beast so Boy. So, like, oh, they, they, oh. they try to bring in the references from other oh, shows. And, I and enjoyed that the, piece. And the ex-Sun Ravens, like, Mouth, when we first see her, that's happened in an episode of the original show, the, uh, the Mask episode with Red X. Yeah, that was like a red X mat, like X. I, I yeah. noticed that too. It was <laughs> grab onto my super strong legs. Okay, that was a really good <laughs> line. And also, because uh, I, I was thinking about um, forearms like line delivery also, and that moment when Garnet saves them, and Raven's like, "Thanks, Garnet," and he's like, "Yeah, thanks, Garnet." Like his deadpan way of saying that was just—it gets me every time. It's so funny. It's such a good delivery. Well, um, we also briefly made reference to the Etzes, and that that is coming from the villain of this uh, of this episode. Um, he's called is he called Strike. Striker or Red Strike? strike. Just strike. strike. He's called Strike. Like okay. an X in bowling is a strike. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's oh, literally man. all I could think. <laughs> I wish that was his power was bowling, <laughs> evil bowling. <laughs> I, I, now I wish there were bowling pins somewhere, or a bowling joke yeah. somewhere. But um, yeah. What well, what are our thoughts uh, on the villain in this? Like, he's not from another show, right? This guy's no, the original no. character. He's, he's oh. only here as an excuse to get everyone together. And I kind of had hoped they had brought, they would have used something like generically Cartoon Network, but I don't think they have that many of those characters. So okay. I hope that if we get another big crossover, they bring back Strike as like the Cartoon Network villain, if that makes sense. I, I, mm. I thought I thought he was going to be revealing he going, we were going to unmask him. He's going to be just some crazed fanboy, like. <laughs> um, but, but, oh, man. Yeah, so, so a strike shows up, and uh, you meant you used the word generic, Justin, and I think that he is kind of trying to just be generic villain. But I mean, That's he's a, not the, the point. Yeah, he's not the point. But like, but they do manage to get some generic. Bad jokes out of him, like at the end, is like now time for my uninterruptible uh, transformation sequence. Power up, yeah, so mm-hmm. great, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, I, 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 he didn't get too much play in this, but like, he serves his purpose, and I think it's uh, he manages to be funny enough uh, at the end there. Um, he's uh, voiced by Mike, Michael Dorn, who also voices Weasel for one moment in I this. Am Weasel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can also talk a little bit about this, about the setting of this uh, episode. This uh, all takes place in an abandoned and destroyed uh, CN City, which is like a, a, a setting used in uh, Cartoon Network commercials from back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has uh, fond memories of that, but... Uh, mm-hmm. yep. Vague uh, memories. Yeah. I was like four. I yeah, vague, remember that. I don't know about fond, but vague memories for sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, I only know the one clip where like Johnny Bravo and Samurai Jack are like doing laundry or something, and it's, like they stare at each other shirtless. It's, it's, it's interesting. Wait a minute, was Johnny Bravo in this one? Do we? Is he? Does he make an appearance in this one or no? I don't think he does. Um, he's, oh. he, there's a poster of him, but no, no statue. Oh, okay. Uh, spe- uh, statues, there are a lot of them. Um, I, don't, I guess we could take this moment to, like, if you want to gush over any particular yes, crossovers that stood out to you. Yay, Chowder! <laughs> chowder? Is that the one you're about? Yeah! Nobody existed. I'm going to hit the ones that most people don't know existed, like the really obscure yeah. stuff. Yeah, a lot of prisons, a lot of that's my excitement. I, was, I mean, I'll let I love you have that because Octus was in here too. But Octus Moxie? Where? From the Moxie show is in here, the very first Cartoon Network show ever, like original series they did. Whoa. So that was really important to slip in there. Here's that weird dog next to Weasel that no one knew. Um, <laughs> mm. Whatever happened to Robot Jones pops up twice in this episode, which means that someone on the crew like really liked that show. Mm-hmm. Um, Juniper Lee? Yes. Juniper Lee, Generator oh, yeah. Rex. They had to mention Fire Breather. They had to bring back Duncan from Fire Breather. That movie was not good. And I don't know if anyone actually remembered that. It's about this half-dragon boy, and it was CGI, and it was not good. It's from 2010. Like, half of this made me excited, and half of this was, like, bad decisions of shows I used to watch. No, but, like, there were some references in here. Like, there were some of the shows that haven't even aired yet. Um, one, one from Infinity Train. I, I did see that one. No Summer uh, Camp uh, Island? <laughs> None of the yeah. campers? Uh, Hedgehog was there. Oh, okay. Um, Carl from Johnny Bravo was there. Number five, Victor from Victor and Valentino. They got Squirrel Boy in there. I was so proud they snuck in Squirrel Boy. No, no problem solvers. Yes, problem solvers. Um, What's his name? What's his name? The (laughs) no one cared about problem solvers. I know, I know, but that's such an obscure hate show. No one really likes. It is. I can't remember which one, but yeah. Um. Golly Gopher from Out of Jimmy's Head made it in. Oh. Um, Monkey from Dial M for Monkey slash Dexter's Lab. Um, Kelsey and Mortimer from Craig of the Creek with their own separate X's. What about oh, with the monkey from um my Jim Parker? Jim yeah, Jake monkey? Spider yeah. Monkey made it in. All oh, right, no Ginger um, Giraffe. No, my personal favorite though, Blastus from Robotomy snuck in there. Uh, there was a show called yeah, Robotomy. I don't know. Robotomy. Yeah, I don't know it's from show. the creators of Super Jail. It only ran ten episodes, oh. making it officially the shortest running Cartoon Network original series. What's the name of the show again? Um, Robotomy. Well, I gotta look that up. It's it's quite interesting. Andy and I've thought about doing a podcast on it. That may happen at some point. <laughs> but then there were some from shows that have never aired in America. Uh, Jor-El from Jor-El's Brothers, which is from Brazil Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, there's the guy from Villainous, right? Villainous, like, which the, is yeah, coming to English yeah. soon. Mm. Like, it's like, like <laughs> happening for sure. It's happening? Like, Something's happening. But then there's a lot of like references, not to necessarily shows, but there's graffiti all over the walls. Um, cartoon Cartoon, Shorties, like all of the blocks are referenced. Um, Har Har Thursdays is on one of the walls, which I don't know if you guys remember Har Har Thursdays. Mm. That was when no. Total Drama Island debuted. It was part oh, of Har wow. Har Thursdays. And it was then, like 2006 or something. What about Fridays? Nothing from Fridays. We got into Fridays music even, I know. Oh. And then the most, my favorites, all of the nudes in this episode. Uh, N-O-O-D. This is, this is a G-rated N-O-O-D. podcast. N-O-O-D. 
the oh, nude was a character that they had around 2008. It was the, you know, like the blank white little like vinyl pop figure looking things that were everywhere. Yeah. Like those were called nudes. N O O D S. Well, what happened is they would get hit with color blobs and turn in the characters from shows, and they were on all the bumpers between stuff. I we I'm hoping to at least got a statue of Dee Dee, which no, I, I, no I, I vaguely remember this, but like it, it, when I was in Guatemala, they would the the Spanish Cartoon Network would have those white dudes that they call them tunitses, I think they're called, and like that's they're much also better, like it's much better than nudes. Yeah, yeah, nudes is a, is a bit of a questionable Man. choice. Okay, I can just keep saying then, that. We're gonna get we're gonna get a higher rating here for this podcast. I that's why I spelled it. And of course, <laughs> who remembers who remembers the block Maguzi? No, I don't remember no. that. It used to air after school, right around four to six p.m. every weekday, and it showed Canadian cartoons. So it was totally spies, code Leo. Oh, totally spies. Oh. Yes, it, it was hosted by this girl who hung out in an undersea lab with some weird aliens. And Aaron, the girl that hosted it, basically imagine teenage girl Tom from Toonami. That's Aaron. She has a statue in this. Oh, was she Dude. Canadian? All right, Canadian. Probably. There's just some <laughs> obscure stuff. Like it made me so happy. <laughs> That leads uh, I, me to ask, like, why do you guys think the ones that were chosen were the ones that were chosen? Just, like, did everyone in the crew get to pick, like, two to insert that had personal probably. Um, mm-hmm. stakes for them? There yeah. Were probably some they were told to do. Like, I feel like 1-1 one, one and Victor were probably, like, we want this show to continue. We want this episode mm-hmm. to continue to have relevance in the next couple of years. So oh. add in these upcoming shows. Wow. But then some were probably just chosen um, by the crew. Well, although also I think that like we mentioned, like shows that were celebrated at the time, but also shows that have been since been reviled, like Problem Solver. So I wonder if it's also just a situation. Sure. It's like, well, we're celebrating Cartoon Network. We celebrate as much as possible throughout like, uh, all of history. Because are there really shows here that are left out? Any big shows? Um, the only shows I know were missed isn't technically Ninjago considered a Cartoon Network original. I'm not sure. It's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's Warner Brothers, Legos. Yeah, it's. But Teen yeah, Titans. It's like but, Ra- candy. but Raven's in this, so who knows? Well, yeah, the original's left out, but it is referenced in the logo, so it's yeah. still there. As far I'm trying to think, I can actually well, can continue talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Check. Yeah, but like uh, my my point is like, yeah, I think that if there are no shows that are left out, that I think it it just ends up being like we're just trying to cover all of Cartoon Network history, and so like, yes. but I think maybe a choice of characters. But I think as far might, as might be I think, personal thing, her rumors. It's like it's like Foster's home in there. Is yes, Billy Frankie's Man in there. in there. Who's in there? Frankie's Blue. in there. Um, from Foster's home. No, um, who's not in there? Right. Who? No, not Blue. I wish. Well, he's no hero, so obviously he's he probably more of a villain, but I love him anyway. But <laughs> What about the Grim Adventures of Billy and um, Andy? Is there any... Yes. Billy? Yes. Um, Grim, Grim, Grim. Grim's in the Major, other one. Major Dr. Gastly from Evil Concarne and Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy is in there behind Larry from Time Squad, actually. Oh, I recognized him. <laughs> also, we <laughs> like did get a Grim... And, uh, we got a Billy and Mandy poster. Okay, um, but apple so... and onion is not represented to the best of my knowledge. Oh, okay. <laughs> over the garden bad. wall. Over the garden wall is in yes, here multiple yes, times. Yeah, the, the, the kid with the with the pot for a head. Oh, the kid with the like a mushroom. He has a pot on yeah. his head because it's a Halloween costume of an elephant. <laughs> but also, 
there's only two characters with animals that the animal gets a separate X. It's Kelsey with Mortimer and then Greg with the frog that got a million different names, including George Washington. <laughs> Yay! I love that. I love Over the Garden Wall. Yeah, so uh, I think we, we've established that there are a lot of obscure references here. Uh, also, I would like like to point out something we haven't really talked about. At the end, when uh, they, they get their weapons back, uh, Ben turns into all of these heroes as well. Like, he turns into people like Uncle Grandpa, and uh, I think I think he turns into Johnny Bravo at one point. Sure, I think um, he turned into all the Eds, all the Eds, and as well as Dexter just double and D. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, double D. And his finishing blow is his fan, but like the, my favorite part is like the music in the background is yes. like the classic cartoon, dun, cartoon dun, theme. Dun, like, dun, yes. Cartoon, cartoons. There are yes, three uh, missing. There's at uh, least three you, original shows missing. You counted three, okay. Okay, list them. We are missing. Um, where they go? Secret Saturdays. Jack. Oh, oh no, Knuckles is in there. We're good. We're missing okay, Secret okay. Saturdays. We are missing. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Class of three thousand. Oh, and technically, the original Star Wars Clone Wars is a Cartoon Network original, and that's missing. Well, that probably understandable. That's probably a licensing issue. But Mixels is also missing. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, the Secret Saturdays did do a crossover with Ben Ten. So since Ben Ten, but they're still guess, not here. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to make the loophole. And how none of represent- the live action shows are here. No annoying orange. No, no dude. What would happen? No tower prep. No level. Well, up. I'm not complaining about that. You, yeah. What, what, was, what, was, was there like a destroy build destroy poster in the background? There should have been. I wish there had. Andrew WK just live action jumping in there would have been fantastic. <laughs> But no, so they they were almost complete. Like they missed three, and I feel like even Class of Three Thousand may have been a rights issue. The only ones I can think, Secret Saturdays and Mixels, are the only weird ones to me. Mm-hmm. Like they got in Problem Solvers, you could have added in Mixels if we're going with Reviled. Like no one hated Mixels that much. Mm. But see, that's why problem solvers ends up being more important no. to include because it's a more <laughs> it's a more notable show for yeah. its uh, terribleness. Yeah, it's like it's like the Sanji and Craig or the uh, bread not bread, breadwinners yeah, bread of this network. Yeah, <laughs> just for wild yeah. shows. Um, in addition to all these uh, minor references, like we have these uh, characters coming in from other shows, and we do get a, a couple of like references as well to them. Um, we we talked a little bit about Raven, like her mention of uh, of Beast Boy, and uh, like reference to like villains from the past. That uh, there is the joke at the very end where she creates the portals, and the, it's, it has the classic yeah. Teen oh. Titans logo. Oh. It's like, oh, close call. <laughs> like, oh. She switches it so great. That probably hurt. That probably hurt some hearts. I, probably, I thought though, Raven. This episode, she acted more like Raven from the original Teen Titans than Raven from Teen Titans Go. Though Raven and Teen Titans Go, I think she's definitely the more serious of the five. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, also with uh, with Garnet, um, it, uh, uh, in the upcoming to this episode, like it was mentioned, I think on like uh, one of the official podcasts, that a, a quote unquote canon detail about Garnet was going to be revealed, and I think what it ended up being was that the Garnet's glasses get destroyed, and she explains that prescription her, her glasses. Yeah, first her glasses are prescription, yeah. but like also they give her clarity and focus for her future vision. Yeah, they like funnel her future vision. Who describes them? Um, like I want to know. Pearl. <laughs> yeah, like, optometrist. I, yeah. I that's my new headcanon. Yeah. 
Well, like, also, are, like, do gems have vision problems? <laughs> Which one's clearer, Garnet? One she or has, two? She has three eyes. Maybe that makes it a little more complicated. One like, where does two? the third... Where oh. does the third eye focus? Oh, Garnet, yeah, she's... No. In the future. If... <laughs> oh, I could just see Garnet... Gar- Garnet going to a time trip, just like Aladdin 4. Just going to a time trip. <laughs> <laughs> Is Aladdin 4 more obscure than any other Christmas yeah, references? Yeah, I've never heard of Aladdin <laughs> It's a joke. It's a gag of Jafar going to a, a, seeing an eye doctor. It's a family guy joke. Uh, also, <laughs> with, with Garnet, uh, we, we do have a lot of uh, good uh, KO bonding scenes. Um, I think at some point she does say, like, okay, KO, let's be heroes. That was yeah, adorable! So oh, and I love how they, how they had, had the crossover names of the four shows, too. Um... Okay, yeah, Ben Ten, let's go universe. Yeah. That was a lot. And the Ben and Raven give him zeros for that, but Garnet gives him a ten because she's yeah. a great mom. Garnet's amazing. Like this episode just confirmed for me that like Garnet's just an amazing gem. Like uh, I need Garnet in my life. I need a Garnet. And and of course it concludes with like everyone leaving except Garnet at the very end. Like she creates the power card for Kale. They have a warm hug. Kale's crying. Like if, if, if considering their interactions throughout this episode, like that that ending did feel very earned. So it did. I, I, really, I really appreciated that like final goodbye sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now is the is the Garnet power card gonna show up ever again in this show, or like is it <laughs> something we forget? It might. I mean, KO yeah, is a show; it's open to anything. I feel like it really could. It could be a throwaway thing in the background, but it could happen. I both. Know. I see that happening, and I also see at some point Garnet like getting Stephen a headband. <laughs> like Aww. you remind me of someone. <laughs> like here, yeah. try this on. Are you sure about this, Garnet? It looks great. <laughs> or like, or like she wins. She wins Stephen a KO plush from the arcade or something. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think we've covered most of the major stuff from from this episode. Any like f- like stuff we haven't uh, covered yet? Uh, new, new, of, like, new, new. Um, I tell you, yeah. okay, what, what? <laughs> I say okay, KO. Though it's this decade's like Cartoon Network's answer to Stitch. Was Stitch was ten years ago yeah. for Disney? Of all of the crossovers, like Lilo and Stitch did like four or five crossover episodes, and OKKO was very quickly hitting yeah. that number. Yeah, it pretty much connected all those universes, and that's what OKKO is doing right now. Connecting, so Steam Universe and Ben 10 is now canon, being part of the same universe. Well, well they're different dimensions. Yeah, but kind yeah. of, you know. <laughs> you get this, they can you get cross I mean. over with interdimensional power. Like, it's not like they can go down the street. Yeah, yeah. The the the, uh, the real uh, thing is that now Raven has all the power to just invade any um <laughs> any show she feels like it, including the original Teen Titans. Cough, cough. Exactly. Oh man. Oh wait. I guess uh, no. Nah, I mean, there, there's probably a Teen Titans Go episode that already does that, right? No, not <laughs> yet. But it, if Teen Titans did at the end the of movie, the movie, spoilers allowed. Yeah, sure. Why not? We all know so. by now that you know the line from the post credits is the original gang. I found a we found a way back. Raven's portals in Go could be the way back. Ooh. That's <laughs> Fan theories on Teen Titans going to the movies here on the OK Kill podcast. It's a uh, crossover episode. I'm here. Why am yeah. I here? <laughs> You're our expert. <laughs> That's, That's why. Special, yeah. Oh, I'm uh, special. Michelle, Michelle, any final thoughts or things we haven't covered uh, on this episode? 
Uh, no. <laughs> a lot Great. of things. Yeah. The ending yeah. was very sentimental um, and very sweet. And I do think Kayon Garner, the core of what makes that such a... Like, I was, I was trying to think, like, what makes this work the way the Steven, Uncle, Grandpa crossover so didn't? And I think them teaming up to have a common thing to defeat was a good idea. I think these four shows just work really well together. I don't know. I like. I consider this episode like a win. This was not a subpar episode, and a lot of heart and very meticulous planning was clearly behind the team the whole way in constructing this. And like, I can't fault them for that. It's really, it really is something. Uh, I, I agree. Like uh, the the crossover for all of its references, like it still puts in a lot of work into like the actual character stuff and into making it exciting for someone who doesn't have those connections. And uh, so all the connections are like a bonus if you do get it. Yeah. But like it, it, the episode on its own, like stands up really well, and so it ends up being a really I got, good episode. I got a question. Um, what do you rank? Uh, compare this to? You think is this better or worse than the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour? Well, we can go like are we gonna rank all crossovers in existence Please, no. uh, but uh, I think it's better yeah. okay uh, but yeah so now we can go over to the other um crossover episode monster Yay! party um, th- this uses characters from a 1988 uh, video movie called uh, scooby-doo and the ghoul school do they appear anywhere else or like is this the no only- this is the so. only time they returned yeah. can I talk about what the original one was please sure okay, sure. okay. Go so, for it. So, 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 summarize scooby-doo and the ghoul school for us better than Wikipedia can <laughs> okay so actually, Two days after we're we're doing this, we're doing this on the 18th. The October 16th, 1988 was the release date uh, on TV. It was part of a series they did of straight-to-TV movies. So this year is actually the 30th anniversary, which is why I think they did this. But so basically the whole movie is, this is that era where Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy are doing a lot of weird random stuff. Oh, and Shaggy had that red shirt? Yep, this is red shirt Shaggy era. So they go, they go... It's only in the mid '80s, and then it comes back in Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase. Um, so they go become gym teachers for a finishing school for girls, but it's actually Sha- Shaggy is a gym teacher is already unbelievable. But they're for ghouls, and so oh, it's all teenage girl daughter, well, young girl to teenage girl daughters of famous monsters, yeah. especially Universal movies. It's essentially Monster High, only with younger characters. Yes, it's amazing. So um, they become the gym teachers. There's two main plots. There's the the big plot of there's this witch Revolta who wants to turn the girls into her mind slaves because they're like descendants of these strong, powerful monsters. And then there's the subplot of the volleyball game with the next door military academy. <laughs> oh, wow. Academy. Oh, what a low stakes subplot compared to the school. <laughs> I love that. By the great Miss Grimwood, who is like amazing and has a butler that's just an octopus, and okay. there's a spider that like makes the volleyball net, and it's just it's great. There's a floating hand. There's a little dragon named Matches, who I'm still sad didn't show up in this. Yeah, where's Matches? So the whole movie, <laughs> the stakes do pick up towards the end, but the whole movie feels very low stakes. It's um, very after school special. It's so great. It's um, so. Fun. Uh, just honestly, a... I never have hated Scrappy less than in this movie. Oh, he's wow. very... yeah, he, 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 he's pretty good in these three movies, Scrappy. But let me ask you a question, though. One thing they never got, though, 
Dracula's in this, but there's another movie when he's the villain. So what happens? Is that the same guy or two different people? Because that's a Is quick the same Dracula. That's probably. But what a you jerk. Know. I mean, I wonder what um, she, what's her name? Shabella. Shabella would think what her dad did in that other movie. So yeah, Sabella's voice actress, Elsa, and um, Phantasma are all the original voice actresses. Oh, from can I talk about the voice actors? I know I have some info. I, I know um, Sabella, voiced by Susan Blue, and let me tell you, um, she is a gay voice actress, but she's one of the first ones to come out, so she's very uh, progressive, important. Yeah. And and Rusty Tyler, she has connection to us. She was the the voice of voice of Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby in the '87 Ducktales, and she's also the voice of Minnie Mouse. So, yeah, that's a big she deal. Got, she got around. And, wow. And, and you mentioned Alice, the other one, um, Pat. The uh, uh, music. She she's the you said she's the mother of Mae Whitman, voice of Katara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's so the, 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 Thanks for IMDb <laughs> trivia here. <laughs> well, the other two voice actors did not come back, unfortunately. So, well, one um, of them's no longer alive, so that that, that, that kind of made that one, and uh-huh. the other one's retired. So they they replaced them fairly well. I well, think. Well, I think Barbara Susan Blue's retired mostly from active voice acting, so she came out of retirement. <laughs> but yeah, yeah like yeah. That, there's a, that's decisions. why they introduced. Sabella, Elsa, and Phantasma a little more prominently. Yeah. Like, because you can tell it's like one, two, three, and then, and over there is Winnie hey, and Tanner. <laughs> yeah, that's very much how they're introduced. Because it's not the, because those two aren't the original. So they're kind of trying to keep the voice down a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. So. I, I, I want to say that, like uh, I think it was the the, um, the the werewolf. She kind of sounded a little bit like Fink. I, I forgot to check if this is the same. Voice no, that's actress, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not, not okay. She, she sounded a little bit like Fink. But, it's um. actually current Buttercup, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Tannis is current Bubbles. <laughs> wow, they poached from Powerpuff Girls for this. <laughs> okay. Well, they oh. needed to grab some people quickly. Okay. So. Can, I just mention, can I just mention how much young Enid is adorable in that flashback with the freckles and stuff? Yeah, so we, we can talk a little bit about the actual sh- uh, episode. Yes, please. <laughs> no. We've covered the contents. But yeah, Enid is apparently what, what we, we've covered earlier in the show. I'm just not, I actually haven't asked at this point. Are you caught up with the show? or not? Some. Like, I catch okay. what I can. Okay, but like, so you so don't know bas- basically, Enid was a witch at one point, but she yeah, was and- converted to a ninja. Um. Which is ironic, <laughs> though. She wanted to be their witch, considering in the uh, Ghoul School movie, the villain is a witch, so I kind of wonder when that takes place. Well, there can be good witches and bad witches. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. But, yeah, so apparently she, she went to this school and uh, eventually transferred to Lakewood Plaza Tur- Turbo. But they do have brief flashbacks where it's animated like the 80s mm-hmm. style. And like Enid mm-hmm. is also drawn in that It's that so way. cute. And we have also, cute. also Ed, Ed and Eddie are in this. Yeah. yeah that was like so random, but I was very happy to see that <laughs> style again. They even had like the little trumpet sound that happens a lot in the, that show. It was very on point. Yeah, and like uh, the the one that's uh, drawn like Ed is like given the biggest close up. It is and grim. Like that's how that's how they knew that like she was a ninja, not a witch. Is that she wasn't fawning over the Grim Reaper from Billy and Mandy? She was fawning oh, over yeah. ninjas. Oh, hot, hot ninjas! ninjas. <laughs> hot ninjas! Can okay, yeah. I also tell you guys something? What's going on in social media and the outside is since this thing has aired. 
suddenly these uh, Goofield characters are they turning all over Tumblr and over DeviantArt? They're what? before, yeah. I mean, this is like their sort of comeback. They're like they're sort of afterthought before. So thanks, OKKO. You reminded us what awesome characters the Google School Girls were. Well, well, Justin, like since you've actually watched the original material, like how close are these characters to how they appeared in the movie? Well, they they nailed it. Sabella's always like they got Sabella's catchphrase of "That's fantastic." Yeah. Which, <laughs> that's all right. So since Susan Blue was in the show Fang Face, so <laughs> I actually I have this on VHS. I've actually copied it from my VHS. To, like I have kept my copy preserved digitally on my computer. I just rewatched it today. Like this movie means the world to me. I lit. This is gonna sound so sappy. I cried watching this episode because for the first time, like I felt like they were acknowledging my child. I told my mom this happened, and she got a little emotional. Like it. Okay. This made me so happy. Like hot take though. I think Scooby Doo and Ghoul Schools is the best of the Hanna Bar. Our superstars 10 even better than the Flintstones meets the Jetsons. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> of the 10, uh, it is the best. I'd argue it's not the best special overall. I think Scooby Doo Goes Hollywood is slightly higher. Well, that's not but... part of the Superstar 10 series. So. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Of the and 10 Alex are like, wow. This whole <laughs> yeah. other. This was so memorable. Like, I, I remember watching this on TV. I remember finding this VHS at a thrift shop and being so happy. Like, this meant the world to me. And so at the end, in the credits, they have the, the original model sheets from 88 as the background. Oh, those were original. Those See, were the I, I original were, 88 model I, I thought sheets. they were drawings by the OKKO OK, 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 crew. Nope, okay, those were the original model sheets. Oh, which, cool. Yeah, they nailed the characters, and they referenced the movie so well. Like the, volley, like, the fact that they play volleyball, that the games got weird. The only volleyball game we see... Um, they put a remote control in the volleyball. The net's made of spiderweb. Scooby-Doo eats the remote and oh. hiccups the ball all over the place. Like, their games are weird. And then, the greatest line of all, does anyone know what happened to that weird guy with the Great Dane? Yeah. yeah. Followed by, he, like, talks oh so weird, gosh. man. <laughs> oh, my gosh! Okay, that's I didn't get that, too. I got really confused, too. I, because I remember one of these three movies... That Shaggy had a girlfriend, so I don't. Not this your one. girlfriend? This I know. I got a little confused at first because I thought, wait a minute, she wasn't this one. That's who they're talking about. No, no, that was by Dane. How old is Enid? Someone who's up to date on okay, chaos. She's in his teenager. She's in high school. Between like fourteen and sixteen, 15, yeah. somewhere in there. Thirty yeah, years. I got, I got still a kid. because I had such a crush on Sabella, and I can no longer say that. I was hoping they were in college by now. Dang. Oh. Well, like, like how, how much time has actually passed? She's really? a vampire. No, no. ages slowly. Like, as a kid, Sabella was, like, what made me interested in goth girls. Like, hot topic goth <laughs> girls? Uh-uh, give me Sabella. She, she's well, she's like, well, she's like the anim... She, I think she's intentionally, I guess, an animated, like, Elvira. I think they model her after that. Like, yeah. the hair, the... Yeah. Do you guys even know who Elvira is? No. no. Wow, Anyways, that's moving so on. <laughs> Wow, what a condescending tone. We, okay, <laughs> everyone's favorite girl school student is Minus Phantasma. She has the best hair, and I like her her peppy personality. Look, well, we are, we like, haven't talked about Elsa enough. Elsa needs love. Like, she's cool. Is she your fave? Oh, I have a fave. I, I think she's my fave. Like, I, I, I like her, right? Yeah, there you go. I, I love the mummy one. Tannis. She's so, Tannis. Tannis. Yeah, she's so adorable. And it, it's funny, really since know. the last episode we covered, like, we had a mummy in it, too, so... But I love them yeah. all. 
Phantasm is cool too. I love Sabella too because I'm a Sabella. like I said. Also doesn't help the fact he's voiced by Susan Blue, and I'm a big fan of her work. So, like I said, I, I can't you go wrong with the, any of these girls. There's no girl. There's no no girls ghoul school girl I don't like. So, um, all right. I can explain the ending because I know you guys were really probably confused by that. Why Rad started rapping? Well, is it just like a, well, at least on on the surface, it reads like a thriller parody, basically, right? Like they're doing it, a thriller it style is, dance. It is that, but also in the original, the end of the movie is Scrappy doing a Scrappy rap. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> oh, oh, that sounds like oh, a good you know, idea. Do you know the voice of uh, Sabella is also the voice of Flimflam for Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo? Speaking of okay, that, thanks. Were those keep... ghosts a reference to the Boo Brothers, or was that a? The, the, like, I think so. The Boo Brothers, they don't know. You've seen it. They've been in a past episode and went to Eden's house, but they do remind me of them. Because, like, two random yeah, ghosts actually, popped these up. are characters that already existed in the show. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> Although, I did, I, it did take me, like, the second watch. So, like, oh, yeah, those guys have appeared before. <laughs> it's been a while since we saw them, but. Uh, yeah, if, there's uh, yeah. One, if there's one thing I don't like about this episode, is that they didn't bring along Matches, the little dragon, who is like. Yeah. Like, if there was one thing I wish they had added, it would be matches. But <laughs> I think they did a really, really great job with this. I forgot. Maybe I didn't have time because I'm sure Kale would be great place to have, like, magical pets. Like, Kale would play with done matches some, so yeah. much. I know. They done, he could have played in the background while Edie was having her scene with her, her gook school friends. <laughs> Now we we haven't really talked about the the OKKO OK characters in this episode. Like uh, f- first of all, there's there's Rad who appears in the very beginning. Like uh, Enid is just like, chatting with him through, throughout. Never take advice um, from Rad. Yeah, yeah never take advice from Rad. I, I I really like the the image of like Rad digging a hole in her brain and planting like, a seed of doubt. Seed of planting doubt. a seed of doubt. Yes, that's a good so visual. great. It's a great image. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like I should have seen that before, and it, it's funny that it actually appeared now. Uh, also, like uh, Ko later is like you heck things up again. It's just like cutting to Rad in jail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. Ha- yeah, Rad what was happening to Rad? Well, he was well, under you... water. He went to jail. He was well, dancing. Well, I, you should not take advice from someone who got themselves turned into a burger. So that's on Eden. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, at the very end, he is performing the rap. But yeah, just like Rad, Rad I, I, I just like in this episode, I really like him. And I think that this uses Rad the best of like OKKO episodes in terms of like Rad just being sprinkled in, but not being a main character. I think he does better when he's just like a side gag character like yeah. this. As, I, I don't know. I, how you guys I've only about that. the only time I've really like seen Rad is the episode where Rad and Ina do a delivery together, and like Rad was me because I grew up with very teasing friends. So like I have a soft spot for Rad. Maybe if I saw the rest of the show, I wouldn't. But mm-hmm. for now, I, I agree that that, that one is one of the better Rad episodes. Just have okay. the Well, this episode shows that Ina definitely lived a very interesting life. Like. <laughs> You go from her parents, from going to ghoul school, from her little expertise with Elodie, to going to the point prep. Like, so well, much stuff well, has happened. Well, well, we've got her parents here, too. Yeah. They, haven't, they haven't shown up in a bit. I, I think the only notable thing is at the very end, where, like, Enid's dad, we, we finally see that he, his reverse werewolfness is that he transforms into a purple human. He's hideous. He's a really man. hot purple-haired human. Gorgeous. He's like shamed by his body. It, and it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's like monster logic. It's like the monster's logic. I don't know if you ever saw that show when they had they had this, uh, this niece 
who look like normal and very attractive to us, but for them, like, very ugly. And that's what reminded me of... <laughs> his eyelashes were quite incredible. Yes. Oh, yeah. And his whole Beauty and the Beast transformation sequence was just, like, so funny. I loved it. And and then the uh, the wife just comes out like put a bag over oh, his head no. like carries him. Oh yeah, carries like an enemy character. Like... Who are Icky and Boris? I was confused. Uh, I think. Well, are they Enid's brothers or step siblings? I, I, are I, they I related to her? That. I thought they were like butlers. Maybe. Okay, <laughs> so they are that. characters. I don't know. They, they did related to her family somehow. Yeah, yeah we, we've we've had one episode at Enid's house before this, which yeah, introduced her pa- her well, parents. Wasn't that last year's the, Halloween the, episode? The, kids, the ghost. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was last year's Halloween episode. Enid, we already she, had this yeah. arc. Yeah, that's not that arc. I think the arc was the point prep arc. Well, yeah, like, uh, speaking more big term, like, this episode, the basic (laughs) story is that Enid is trying to pretend to be something she's not, uh, and, like, we we have had that kind of story with Enid before, so that 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 joke is probably... Wait wait a minute, that that. probably was the Elodie's debut episode, was that it? I'm trying to remember... No, no, Elodie is separate from the Halloween episode. No, no, I'm talking about the whole Enid trying to be something that she's not. Well, but that, I, okay, yeah. that was the last Halloween episode because it was her not telling her parents that she wasn't actually a ninja now. Oh, oh yeah, that too. Now, yeah. yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, so well, Enid has done this a bunch of times. And she's doing it she's again. She's still insecure about her identity. Hmm. Yeah, but but in in the end, like the the ghouls are very supportive of her. They're like, we already knew, and yeah. that they saw the max. Yeah, there's a quick action sequence where, like, Enid karate kicks uh, the tree and burnt, uh, puts it on fire and stuff, and they all have fun, and the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, all in all, I think that this is a, a cute episode. Like, the uh, the ghouls are themselves very cute. <laughs> they, yeah. um, they have nice chemistry with Enid. Uh, like, it, it's strange that, like, Enid, for not for being away from them for so long, but, like, they're st- they still, all, in the end act like very good friends with each other so that that was nice. I wonder if we're gonna see them come back and maybe they can meet uh, Red Action and Elodie and just all of Enid's friends like do something. They are very nice and like I'm glad they kept them as nice instead of making them mean girls because they are all genuinely sweet characters in the original. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like these are—that's true. Actually, like these are all, these are all like kind of the tropes of like mean girl groups, sort of like you got the the cool vampire, you got like the the teen, the Frankenstein kind of girl. I don't know. Like, I I think you're right that this could have easily been manipulated into becoming a mean girls type situation, but the fact that it's all very wholesome, like it just adds to the mm-hmm. adds, uh, comfy. Yeah, they could have been like the Monster High girls in a way, <laughs> but they were sweet. Yeah. I, I especially love, like I said, like Phantasm. I I love that name, and she, and it's hard hard for Minnie Mouse to be mean. So what can he say? <laughs> oh, and, and the 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 end of this episode just ends with the moon shrugging. Happy Halloween! Like, like yeah. maybe because we don't have maybe because like we did Halloween last year. So like, how how is time passing? Okay, Ko. Like <laughs> that's a big or, or the moon is just very confused at what just happened on Earth. Like the ghouls attacked a dancing tree. Mm-hmm. 
I, for the record, I really liked the dancing tree and the music that went with him, and how he just started partying really hard when she couldn't stop him oh. with magic. Oh, I, I did like the close up on Winnie and Tannis getting bumped around inside. Yeah, I was. I know just how you feel. I always wonder maybe in township maybe one of the ghoul school, school girls maybe could have dated like one of the military boys. Do you ever? Think of that. I mean, if we want to get up into my Scooby Doo head cannons ships, like we'll be here another hour, but like okay. probably, probably I open a Pandora's box. I don't want to open. Please don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we continue our descent into madness, I think we'll begin wrapping up here. I'm on the but, podcast. Uh, yeah. You knew what would happen. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I think I've done a very good job of controlling this situation. You did a great crossing, job from crossing over into other dimensions. If, okay, if it wasn't so. for Justin, this podcast yeah, would have been man. over thirty minutes ago. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Again, with the condescending <laughs> attitude. Is this how it always is on the OK KO podcast? No, no, no it's, it's great. It's all I'm great. Happy, we're happy you're here. I just normally, yeah, we're happy. Well, normally our podcast, well, our, our OK OK KO no, podcasts are very quick. Because well, well, look, th- th- this show, especially these two episodes, I, I think, as this is part of my final thoughts, I think that this these two episodes embody that OKKO is a very comfy show. It's a very nice, wholesome show. It but is. sometimes, like us, in our desire to like be different, like we we react in bad ways. But like we should be taking lessons of being nice to people around us, new, new newcomers that maybe we haven't seen for a long time, just as the ghouls were nice to Enid. So. <laughs> All right, there you go. Lessons to live by. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, um, uh, Steve, any final thoughts on these two episodes? Oh, I love them. Um, even though there's no Dendi, but I think uh, I think a Goose School girl's made up for her absence with their cuteness. So, once again, yeah. we do have a Dendi uh, substitute for cuteness. So, <laughs> but come back, Dendi, please come back. We miss you. Okay. Uh, Michelle, final thoughts. I love the dancing tree. I love Phantasma. I I didn't know that the ghoul school was referencing anything, so it was really cool to hear the backstory from Justin. And I'm I feel like I'm being won over into wanting to do a podcast on whatever that movie was itself. Oh, we got <laughs> it! That's amazing. I'd be happy to, and Delaney would be movie. right there with us. Can you find a copy? Okay, of that? awesome. Can you? I, I can't, I'm sure I can't I can find, find it online somewhere. Yeah. I, look, I will give I you look. my legal copy so that none of us does anything bad. Yay. <laughs> that, that, thank you for putting that on the record, Justin. Thank you very much. Oh, Anyways, and, and uh, J- Justin, your final thoughts on these two episodes? Um, Thank you guys for let, letting me be here. And I think if there's any takeaway from this, it's that um, we're in such a great era of animation where the people who grew up on early Cartoon Network are now creating television and so just as the 80s saw a lot of references to the 50s of television, we're seeing my childhood and just before that being referenced now. And I think it's such a great time of animation. And if you're someone now who loves cartoons, you can grow up one day and talk about your favorite shows and like put them in your own cartoon like this. And I think it's just so inspiring. And if you haven't seen the original Ghoul School, please watch it. Like it's the 30th anniversary. Now is a great time. It's right around Halloween. Go, go check it out. I think it's severely underrated and it's just like this episode, very, very wholesome. You will have a smile the entire time. So go 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 enjoy it. 
Okay. Thank you very much. And hopefully this podcast put a smile on your face, listener. Hopefully. Um, If it did, um, you can always uh, find more about our podcast at OverTheAnimated.com. You can chat with us directly on Discord at OverTheAnimated.com slash Discord if you want to talk to us about OKKO or give us recommendations, maybe tell us stuff we missed, uh, anything you want to talk about. Uh, you can also support us financially via Patreon at patreon.com slash overtheanimated. And thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Danny, a.k.a. Danny Phantom. Uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Stephen, Hugh. Um, besides OKKO, we, we cover a lot of other shows. We have a Miraculous Ladybug coming out yeah. recently. Um, we'll pro- we yeah. might have other shows yeah, to Duck cover. DuckTales coming back. DuckTales is coming back soon. That's true. Uh, yeah. Voltron has a date. Woo. What do you think, Michelle, though, the fact that Phantasm was the, was the, one, the voice of Red Shirt, Blue Shirt, and Green Shirt? I think that's crazy. And Webby. Cool. And Webby as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a range. I think that's pretty impressive to make four of those distinctive, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I feel like I've seen clips and they weren't that distinctive. They weren't, so, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I take it back. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, Ducktales, we do have a date. Okay, Ko, I don't believe we have dates for future Probably episodes. Not till so next that'll... year, no. unless we have a Christmas episode. Maybe. Uh, you never know. You never know. But uh, until we get new OKKO OK episodes, whenever that happens, we'll be around to talk about them. But until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.